As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Dr. Doreen Grand-Pichet is the... Dr. Doreen is an expert in autism. Doreen Grand-Pichet. Dr. Grand-Pichet. Dr. Doreen Grand-Pichet. Dr. Doreen Grand-Pichet is a visionary in the field of autism. Now you can ask her questions on Ask Dr. Doreen. Good morning and welcome to Ask Dr. Doreen. I'm Shannon Penrod and I'm here with the lovely and fabulous Dr. Doreen Grand-Pichet. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So thrilled to be here with you. you. This is our, our, I think this is our last time that we're doing this this year. That's true. Um, so this is a, a really great time for you guys to participate. We're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and a bunch of other sites. Craven's going to show you eventually some of those sites, but it now is a good time for you to write in a question if you're watching live. Of course, you might be watching us later on in podcasts or listening to us in podcasts. That is actually our bigger audience watches and listens later on. But I want those people to know that you're not left out of the conversation either. There are two main ways that you can post a question if you're not watching live. You can send an email directly to me, shannon at autism-live.com, and I keep a bank of questions to put on the show the next time. Uh, or you can leave a question for us. The chat is still open on the old site, autism-live.com. You can get there by either going to autismnetwork.com and clicking on the Autism Live tab, and the, there's a place for you to comment, or you can go directly to autism-live.com, and you can comment there. And then I check those questions before we do Ask Dr. Doreen. Either way is fine, but you can, if you're watching live, you can write in and ask the questions right now. Yep. We have a starting topic this week that you had proposed last week because you said we're, we're coming up on the holidays. And so our topic is uh, surviving the holidays, right. right? And we had a question that somebody said, do you have any tips for surviving a three-week break from school, uh, oh. from school services, in right. fact? Right. Uh, so do we want to start there? Or sure, sure. Okay. Let's talk about that. So, uh, you know, I remember at the beginning of COVID also we were getting a lot of questions. People were asking about kind of what do I do? My child's at home now for <laughs> God knows how long, right? Yes. And to some extent, this is the same thing that a lot of parents, regardless of the diagnosis of your child, we all go through because we develop our own routines and then all of a sudden our child is home and we're like, okay, how do I manage this? 
So I think the biggest thing you can do, the most helpful thing you can do is to set up a routine that works for you and for your child over the next three weeks because um, obviously a lot of parents are still working um, and the kids are there and you know hopefully you have care at home but with our kids if they ha are left with not having anything to do they start to you know make up things to do and those are not yeah. always the best things to do yes. right? so keeping them busy I think is one of the most important things and I recommend that you think of activities that are of a different type, like different types of activities. So for instance, um, if you are waking up with your child in the morning and, and now look at it this way, you now have the opportunity to teach your child some of the things that during school days you wouldn't necessarily have the time or the child wouldn't because you know, you're rushing, you're rushing when you're trying to get your child to school. And there are so many things that parents just do in order to get their child ready. Well now, if it's possible for you or whoever is taking care of your child to actually focus on some of those activities that take a little bit longer to teach, but will be really useful when school starts up again. For example, just you know, grooming themselves in the morning. So washing your face, uh, brushing teeth. Brushing teeth is one of those things that is really easy to take care of and teach your child as well as dressing actually just getting dressed because w the way that we do it instead of modeling every single step is as you're doing it with your child take photos of each step and put those photos on a wall in order mm -hmm. and then help your child follow the pictures so this is oh this is what i do first this is what i do next this is what i do and before you know it, honestly, in three weeks, you should be able to teach your child a couple of these different uh, chains of behavior. So getting dressed, for instance, or brushing teeth or both. And that will be really, really helpful. Uh, you're smiling because I bet you did that with Jim, right? Yeah, I can totally picture the pictures that we had of him with one sock on and then a second sock exactly. and one shoe on. And the second exactly. Shoe. Absolutely. I, and you don't want to do the hard things like... Uh, tying shoes, for instance, is a different activity. You just want to kind of get down the order of things, mm -hmm. and um, in, a, in a sense, you, you want to try to get the child to follow directions by looking at the pictures. So that would be an activity in itself, and so you can start with that, and then there's, of course, breakfast, let's say, and this is now your opportunity, if you have time, or whoever is taking care of your child, uh, perhaps prepare the food together which is always a fun thing if you can, you know, whether it's just getting the cereal. And this is um, a really good exercise for your kids to learn to just follow instructions, right? Get the cereal, get the milk. Or, uh, you know, if you get the toast, how do I put it in the toaster? What do we want on there? Like really engage and have fun mm -hmm. with it. And perhaps at this point now, you as the parent will need a little break. And it's perfectly fine because your child has now done several things already and perhaps as they're eating or after eating you can give them a little bit of independent time so let's say they can watch something on TV for an hour or they can go on their iPad for an hour and do some sort of educational activity and now you come back and the next activity could uh, be a physical activity where you can go outside perhaps uh, dad or mom or whoever is there can 
uh, do some sort of like, you know, throwing the ball, catching the ball, kicking the ball, physical activity. Uh, any kind of game that can be done. If there are siblings in the family, this is where they can get involved and help uh, entertain the child and teach the child some things right now. And so now we're already, you know, possibly around, I don't know, 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something like that. And so now maybe you can actually pull out some worksheets. And uh, of course, you can get worksheets anywhere. You can ask the school for worksheets. You can print them online from... They sell them at the dollar store. Oh my gosh, there's so many opportunities yeah. for that. And uh, pull out things that are easy, but uh, perhaps it, this is really important because it helps your child kind of stay in the mode of what's going to happen when they go back to school yeah. as opposed to like completely forgetting what's going on academically, yeah. right? So they do maybe a half an hour um, of worksheets or an hour if they can manage it and you obviously want to keep an eye on the child and also give them reinforcers mm -hmm. for this and now it's lunchtime and this is a perfect opportunity to work on preparing a sandwich together cooking maybe making some macaroni whatever it is yeah. but doing that as well together and now it's after lunch and after lunch you can definitely have a, a couple of hours of just playtime yeah. and this is maybe when your child can focus on if you have any of those wonderful leapfrog toys for I instance know. learning their letters reading uh, any kind of academic activity or even um, you know adaptive activities that are uh, focused on teaching your child in a fun environment at home and by now it's probably two o'clock or three o'clock and now you're at the point where normally your child would be coming home now if you have errands this is always a great time to grab your child go visit family perhaps uh, go to run your errands and this is also you know if you're going to the mall uh, make sure that uh, first of all this is an opportunity everything in life is an opportunity for your child to learn but do make sure that you do some of the things that are going to help prepare your child for a noisy kind of chaotic environment and we might talk about that in a little bit because yeah. a lot of our uh, parents get overwhelmed themselves i mean we're i'm oh. pretty overwhelmed right now and we're still you know far away from christmas we still have this week but yeah. I am, um, you know, we all get overwhelmed with like, oh my God, did I do this? Did I do that? And then we forget about our kids who are also stressing out. And then we run over to, I, I Shannon, honestly, I avoid the malls 100% now because I just can't handle the chaos. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it's like for our kids when they go to the mall and it's just so many people and waiting in line and you can't even find a parking spot and then they go in and it's like noise and Santa oh. and li ringing and you know it's so a lot it's a lot so you know it's really important for our kids that if you do take the child to the mall or any other such place have a uh, plan have a backup plan because and a lot of times that involves like you know going back to the car so that the child can calm down uh, perhaps spending shorter time like bouts of time at the mall and not just planning the whole day uh, those types of things so that or even like if your child has uh, noise he canceling headphones maybe giving that to the child when they yeah. need it those types of things but you know that's how so having a structured day is really really helpful um, I would put the schedule on a visual calendar so the child and you ha you can make pictures of all the different types of activities 
and put Velcro behind them and then change it every day, right? Absolutely. So you have it and you put in like, now we're going to do uh, self-help stuff, adaptive, you know, dressing, brushing teeth, dressing, and then breakfast, have a picture of that. And then you can have the whatever the morning activity pictures are and so on. So your child kind of has an idea of what is coming, mm -hmm. right? And, and then you can take them off and put them in a different order or add new ones each day, depending on what the activities are. Um, and uh, so that is kind of the best you can do. There are a couple of things. One is get family involved if you can, because you're going to be tired as well. And this is where aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, anyone who can come in and give you just an hour respite yeah. is going to be very helpful. Um, reach out right now to people and say, hey, can you help me out Wednesday for two hours or yeah. whatever it is. Have them come over and do the activities. They can actually take your child perhaps on outings. That would be very good. Um, anything they can do to kind of give you a little bit of respite. So that's yeah. sort of number one. Uh, second thing is make sure that you ha ha have a whole bunch of reinforcers available for your child because uh, you know, we I often remind our teams that we're powerless without reinforcers. So make sure you have activities and treats and um, objects that are powerfully reinforcing for your child. That makes everything easier. Yeah. And use those. Uh, offer plenty of reinforcers during this holiday period so that your child is really having a great time. Yeah. And, and then the last thing is just make sure that you take care of yourself as yeah. well. I mean, a lot of our kids don't sleep very well, which exhausts the parents even more. Um, and that's kind of like why it really you need to help get help and get people to come in so that you have a little bit of respite as well. And if it sounds like Dr. Grand Pichet is asking you to run a day camp, uh, you it know, is. It, it is. is. And yeah. I think that part of the thing is that we need to accept that. I think so yeah. often yeah. we're trying to do other things as well. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this, if, if your child is going to be home for two or three weeks, maybe this is when you take some of your vacation time right. or some, or use some Absolutely. of your sick time or family leave time or whatever that you have Absolutely. to do. Or you make arrangements so you're going to be with them for these four hours and then you're going to work and somebody else is going to be with them during those four hours. But it's when we try to do two things at once. Well, I'm going right. to try to write this email and <clears throat> run this art activity right. that we get our capes caught in the fan, <laughs> you know, which chokes 100%. us. 100%. So, you know, I, for me, I have to remind myself, no, this is the time period where we're going to do this and that's all I'm going to ask of myself. Right. But right. I'm going to sit here and we're going to color. Right. You and I are going to color and I'm not going to ask either one of us to do, eight, I'm not going to unload the dishwasher. I'm not going to do laundry at the same time. I'm not going to be checking my phone every two seconds. Exactly. Like you just have right. to kind of go, here is what we're doing. And, and model that being present Absolutely. for your child. That it's really hard, you guys, but it's a, such a worthwhile thing that you can feel yourself, I don't know how everybody else is, but it takes me about 15 minutes to, so my brain accepts it, and then I go, oh, yeah. I get to just enjoy you. Yeah. And that's all I have to do is be present and do that. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And that's when you feel that thing about, oh, I'm, I am, I'm not a bad parent. I love and that. And my child is so capable, and we can communicate together. Now, if you're feeling like, ah, I don't know how to do all this, I want to give you two helpful things here that 
when the pandemic started, people were saying, I don't know what to do, I don't know mm -hmm. what to do. So I made a starter list of 101 things you can do with your right. children. And that's available on the blog site for autism-live.com. If you go to the blog, it's probably like two blogs down because I don't blog very much. Um, and you can find that. It's also available in the appendix in the back of my book. And you can amend any of the things. So, for instance, if you're going to do the worksheets, like there's a, one of them, it's like number 38 is play school with your child. Yeah. You can totally play school with your child and say, okay, we're going to play school now. Do you want to be the student or do you want to be the teacher? And if they want to be the teacher, have them pick the worksheets and you model the behavior of doing Absolutely. the worksheets and ask them questions. I don't know the answer to this one. Um, so make it fun. Make it I am, fun. I'm so glad you said that. You know, I remember when my three kids were very young and we would travel to Germany because their dad was German and we would stay there for a month and oh. over the summer. And, uh, you know, he basically had other stuff to do and I was <laughs> with the kids. And I would do exactly what you said. I would have a craft period yeah. where we would, like, make tie-dye shirts or whatever and I would have a school time, and the kids were very excited about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do school time. And we'd all sit down and do worksheets and books, and, you know, I'd yeah. reward them for good. And they would help me with meals, and we'd go for long walks, and all this kind of stuff. And you, believe me, two things. One is the more you put yourself into it, like really make it an immersive experience, yeah. it'll go fast. It's not going to be a drag. It'll be and you'll so enjoy much it. fun. And it'll go fast. Yeah. And also, your kids will always remember it. Yep. And my kids still talk about those days because yep. they remember everything we did, you know? Yep. And um, I would take go to Michael's and buy, like, a whole bunch of stuff and just put it in a suitcase and take it with me each time. And there's, like, lots yep. of stuff you can do. Oh, the dollar, dollar stores dollar have, fantastic. have so much stuff craft-wise. Uh, yes, I had my two nieces visit me this last summer, and their parents were going to go away. I had them for ten days. Same thing. Yep. I just like I was like, okay, so this day we're doing this craft, and we're going to go here, and we're going to do this. Don't overload your schedule. But here's the other thing: I know so often we say visual schedule, visual schedule, visual schedule. You guys go. Some of you go. I'm not a crafter. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. It can be so easy. You can even do it on your phone. But if you want to craft it, here's the thing. You can have your child sit down and you can put yeah. a piece of paper in front yeah. of them and say, you know, draw cars or draw, you know, whatever, so that they make the actual thing. Yeah, even ask them, like, you yeah. know, what do you, what does it remind, what does the mall remind you of? And then they'll yeah. draw something. Yeah. Right. And, and so then that becomes the token for, okay, you know, we're going to go to the mall. I love when people do this on a cookie sheet. Right. They make it on, the, on a cookie sheet, and so they, they glue or paste the, the paper on it, but then they put a magnet on the, on the back of each little thing that they nice, draw nice. so that you can arrange the schedule, that they can arrange the schedule, yeah. and you just did it on the back of a cookie sheet. It's not high tech. Exactly. I'm, you know, I want to be a crafter, but I'm not that good. <laughs> um, right? So i got to keep it low. Hey, Pinterest is great for those ideas, too. Oh, in, definitely, in advance yeah. of, of my nieces visiting last summer, I, you know, I have to have a thing to wind me down at night, so I'll sit and look at me Pinterest too. things, oh, I love right? Pinterest, oh my gosh. And I make a Pinterest board of things for yeah. when I'm with the two girls that yeah. I, like, th oh, here's a craft I want to do with them. Yep. And then you don't have, then when it's time, you just bring up your Pinterest board and go, oh, look exactly. what we could do exactly. today. Super fun. I love all of that. Hey, I didn't say at the beginning, I didn't talk and say all the wonderful things that I normally say about Dr. Grampuche, because yeah. I, 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 the last show that we do of the year... I like to spend a little bit of time telling her how fabulous she is oh. extra. 
Um, and I included, sometimes uh, I, I, whatever I make for her, I, I said I'm that. not that much of a that. crafter. But one year, this was the thing that I did that oh, I sent. so valuable I, to me. I made letters with the pictures from families. Um, but we have some new ones today. Aww. So let me say, first of all, that if you don't know Dr. Grampy-Shea, she's been working in this field, the field of autism, for over 40 years. And thank everything above that she has because, thank you, thank you, because the difference that you have made in so many lives, including oh, mine. Thank you so much. I just can't even. I'm so emotional today. <laughs> but, um, but really... Really, where would we all have been without you? And I, oh. where would I be without you? Thank you. I'd be working at a Walmart, losing no. my mind. That's what, and there's nothing wrong with working at Walmart, but I'd rather be here with you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, she's made a difference in a lot of people's lives, and you may not know because she's worked in this field in many different ways, and she founded a wonderful organization that did great ABA. Um, but she also founded a charity, Autism right. Care Today, which she still is very involved in, that gives grants to families for the things that they request. This yeah. is one of the things that I think people miss all the time, that sometimes you apply for a grant and it's for a specific thing, an iPad, whatever. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people need an iPad, but not everybody. Sure. Sometimes people need a fence. Sometimes they need something else. So um, the wonderful thing about ACT, Autism Care Today, is that you can request what it is that you need or your your the child or the individual that is on the spectrum that you love needs to help them to progress. Right. And um, you were a fearless leader and led us through an amazing event, the All Ghouls Gala that raised money. Lord. And so <laughs> they just have closed a grant phase. And these are just some of the grants that they gave that um, parents wrote in and said thank you so much. So That's I just want to say a couple thank of you. them to say. Thank you. So, um, you know, it's I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, because this person got a grant um, that would help them, I think it's for, for co-pays, uh, for their ABA therapy, and they said, I'm crying. Well. Thank you so, so much. Words can't express our gratitude for this grant. Please know this is a Christmas blessing and we are forever grateful. Oh. I'm just going to sob through this whole thing, Love okay? That. Thank you for uh, sharing this. Yes. Uh, okay, and then somebody else asked for sensory equipment. See, it's not a one-size-fits-all. They asked for a weighted vest and some fidget toys, and they said, thank you so much. His gifts are wrapped and under the tree. What a blessing. Merry Christmas, and God bless you all. Oh, um, then another amazing. person who got a grant, I'm assuming for copay for ABA therapy, they said thank you for the grant to the very specific children's therapy that will help pay for our son's out-of-pocket therapy fees. I'm extremely grateful because this money will help this individual in therapy and get him to a better place than he is right now, socially, physically, emotionally, and behavioral. And you can see... Oh. The family there. Oh my God! Uh, what a beautiful I greatly family. appreciate you and your donors for being here to help individuals like my family, and, and that uh, and I that are having a difficult time to make ends meet. Sometimes may God bless each and every one of you uh, far more abundantly than all you ask or think. Uh, below attached is the family photo, and you guys just got to see that. I'm just leaking. That's that. Just yeah. stay with me. Oh uh, okay. Then the next one is also a grant uh, towards ABA therapy. They said, thank you so much. I've attached a picture. Um, this grant has helped my family tremendously. Our son is in ABA therapy, speech therapy, and occupational therapy, oh. all of which I have to pay despite having insurance. 
It was such a relief to receive this grant oh because it gosh. removed the financial stress that our family was enduring due to the cost of treatment. Thank you very much. I am so appreciative of this. I am so grateful. Look oh, at that beautiful, beautiful child. Guy. Oh, my God. Um, okay, the next one was money towards a safety fence. And it says, we are uh, incredibly grateful for the grant. Our two youngest kids are on the autism spectrum. They both love to run and be mm -hmm. active, usually in opposite directions. Isn't that the way? The grant we received is going towards a fence, so we can fence our backyard in and make it a safe place for them to run and explore. This is monumental for our family since currently it is a struggle to provide them a safe space outside. We are truly grateful to Autism Care today. And look, these are the little oh. customers that are running in opposite oh, directions. Oh, my And gosh. I, I love, uh, I, th I think we also have a second picture of them, too, when they're out enjoying themselves running. Oh I think gosh. that's still, there they are. Oops. Uh <laughs> Oh my goodness. Don't they look like they'd be They're like, beautiful. let's run in opposite directions. And they munchies. deserve to be able to do that in safety. Uh, then there's another grant that was uh, one. Of, we had several grants that were specific at the All Ghouls Gala that people could donate specifically to those families. And this was one of those yes. uh, towards ABA. And they said, please send a thank you note to the donor. They truly do not understand Oof, yeah, I know. Just yeah. how much of a difference and relief this brings our family. Genuinely, I can't thank them enough. I want that family to know that actually a lot of us do know because a lot of us were yeah. walking in your shoes at some point. And even people that are on the board are people who have kids on the spectrum yes, that yes. at some point, I yep. mean, the reason why they got involved with ACT today is because we actually do know and understand what a difference it makes. Uh, and then the last one that I'm going to read uh, was a grant for safety equipment for something called a Wonder Wagon. I don't oh. really know what that is, but I want to look it up. Uh, they said, we are so grateful for this gift for our son, the best gift we could have received this year. And thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. I got to get uh, tissues because I'm absolutely. Oh, ah, okay. that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, first of all. And I'm oh. so just it's such a blessing to be able to do that for some families. And I absolutely want to share those with our board as well, yes. because, you know, our board is uh, three gentlemen who are, have been there <laughs> from the very beginning with me, you know, Jay O'Connor, Bill Cernius and Greg Anderson, and they are dedicated to this organization to act autism care today. And they are, uh, they all, put in so much of themselves as well, and I'm sure this will really touch them as well. But I just have to say to you, and I want to thank Sarah, too. Sarah oh Tweedell, my God. who makes Our everything happen. Sarah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. But none of it would happen without you. And well. you need to own that. Um, none of it would happen without you. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, I appreciate that. What a difference it's you make. And people are saying that, too. Susie says, you. God bless you both. And uh, Taryn says, I'm grateful for this net network and for both of you. You guys have given me so much hope on this journey. And I know that there are so many more people who feel Thank this you. as well. Um, that the work that you uh, have devoted yourself to, I just hope you feel on a regular day basis day to day, how much meaning it has given so many of Thank us. Thank you very much. I do, and I love it, and I appreciate it. And you are such a blessing to remind me of that. I did. I <laughs> mean, I sometimes leak. we all need to be reminded of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I wish there was more I could do. 
honestly, I wish there was more I could do because but you do. it's so tough. Like it, yeah. people don't realize how difficult it is. You know, yeah. as you know, one of my neighbors who uh, yeah. is an adult yes. on the spectrum just lost his grandfather the other day. His grandfather passed away, and I was at their place, and it's very, very difficult for families yes. to to deal with any kind of trauma, you know, uh, and life is just so difficult. I was talking to his mom and he was, she was saying they're so desperately, of course, as you know, he used to be in our dear friend Joanne's program. Yes. And that yes. was, uh, you know, so that's like one of the things that I would love to help figure out how we can help some of those adults get services again. But thank you for sharing all that. It touches my heart so much. I'm so glad. Thank God that we were able to help so these yes. families. And more. I mean, those are just the ones that we've heard back from them right. in the last right. few days. Which is amazing. You know, what so, a blessing. Uh, you know, that the truth is, is that ACT Today, I think you guys are approaching having given away $2 million, two million. Yeah. Uh, yeah. worth of services. And I don't know if people know that during the pandemic, when things were at their height, um, you guys just gave away grocery cards. We did because there were so many people who had lost jobs. Yeah. And I was just hearing about it all the time that like people were in really bad shape because they just didn't couldn't afford food. Yeah. Yes. And so I just told Sarah, I was like, listen, I know the board's going to approve this. Let's just give away grocery cards yeah. to whoever needs them. And we had tons of requests. Yes. Thousands you yeah. gave away cards. Yeah. So absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, the grant phase is not open currently, but it will open again. We'll let you guys know when it's open again. And for then sure. you can write in and ask for a grant for something that you need up to $5,000. And, you you know, you ha the grant, the money doesn't go directly to you. The money goes to whatever the thing is that you asked for. If, so if you're asking for an iPad, it goes to the store where the iPad is purchased. Mm -hmm. If you're asking for money towards therapy or copay, it goes to the place where you're getting therapy. Yep. Um, People have gotten service dogs. People have gotten help with medical, all sorts biomedical, of stuff, all, everything. We don't really. We're not going to judge what you're requesting. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do our best to fund it. There are a couple of things that we know are kind of scientifically not sound. Yeah. And those things we will probably hold back on until there's a little bit more proof that they're effective. Um, I remember a, a few years ago someone had requested us to pay for. There was this cruise that promised parents that by the time you get back from this cruise your child will be recovered do oh, you remember how this cruel. no so there were things like that are not how really cruel. real but in general we will fund everything i mean whether it's hippotherapy or summer camp for your child or yes. medical or labs or aba or speech or whatever it might be yeah. um, we just want to try to help out a little bit and, and it's not, not all the little kids either, you guys. I remember one year that somebody wrote in and oh said, yeah. you know, I have a child who's older and on the spectrum, and he's really, really gifted, um, but he needs – they're telling us at school that he would be great at computer-assisted design, CAD, yeah. but he has to have a specific computer to do it, right. and the money was raised for him right. to have that computer. So – yeah, it's all that. kinds of things, I and I that. and I love that about you know that it doesn't presume to know what you need. Yeah, it, it says the 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 organization says what do you think you need? Write in and tell us about it. The truth is, there's never enough money to fund everything because uh, you know we would need to have Bill Gates money and Ryan yeah. Reynolds money. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying uh, to be able to do yeah. all of that. But you know, there's a lot of fundraising that goes on. 
And we, you know, one of the things that we always say to people, especially in the spring, is if you ever want to have a lemonade stand and the proceeds from it uh, go to Act Today, you know, we've had huge amounts of grants that have been funded from lemonade stands. Well, I was going to just say, I want to thank a few people. Like this yeah. year, we had a lot of, we were very blessed. I mean, I, 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 first of all, I was closing down a research uh, nonprofit that we had developed a few years ago, so we transferred a lot of the funds from that nonprofit to ACT, which really helps us. But we also had funding from uh, UBS, which is oh. uh, from yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase, from Latham and Watkins Law Firm. Uh, we had funding from Assured Partners, which is an insurance brokerage. We had uh, a lot of uh, a family, and this is I'm saying this because any of our viewers who are in any way connected to uh, perhaps an organization that might be able to fundraise or help us or match grants, uh, we had a family who uh, was able to, through their the company that they work for, do a massive golf tournament without really any involvement from us, very, very little involvement from us, and they were very, very kind, and they raised over $30,000 for us this wow. year. Um, we have had other families who have reached out to their companies where they work, and the company has sent us funds. Um, we have to actually like track back and find out where did this money come from or who do we thank. But you know, that's another thing. If, there's, if you are uh, in any way talented or if you have good ideas for fundraising or if you are connected to uh, organizations, large organizations usually have uh, a charity department or, or a department that is about giving. This is the time of year where we ask people to give us grants, fund uh, our organization, because we then can also give, you know, whatever we receive, the person who gave it to us will get a uh, form that they can use for their taxes. And about 50% of your taxes will be written off yeah. because we are a 501c3 organization, a nonprofit charity. So, um, and, you know, talking about Sarah and all the work that you did for the party and Trayvon and everyone, we all do that on our own time. We don't charge the organization. We all just give it as much time as we can. So It's a labor of love. It is a labor of love, and we're very grateful for all the folks who were able to support ACT this year, and, and we ask all of our viewers, listeners, please help us out. Autism Care Today, because it really all of it goes back to families like this and it's a wonderful wonderful thing yeah it is a wonderful wonderful thing but thank you for being the fearless leader and thank for starting you so it. much Shannon it's been uh, such a joy I mean I'm so thankful that we have this organization and we'll always always do more for it we're so thankful that we have you okay I want to get back to questions and I want to say that people can write in questions right now I promise that at the uh, you guys always want to ask questions at the end of the show but yeah. write in now um, but last week at the end, we had a couple of questions, and I said we would get to them this week, so sure. I want to make sure that I do. Jo our fabulous Johanny, we're saying hello to you in Philadelphia. She wrote in and said, and you were talking about reinforcers before, about how important they are. Mm -hmm. She wanted to know last week, Dr. Green, how do we teach different reinforcers? I want to give him other things to work for besides snacks and computer time? It's a great question, right? It is a great question. It, it's a really good question because... The answer that I give you will not be what you expect. Okay. So, 
you know, so this is one of the things I like about um, ABA or like the polished version of ABA because ABA over the years has changed, right? And so reinforcers, when we think of things that are reinforcing, we as parents, we start first to like list things that we think are rewarding to us and that are appropriate, right? And you kind of have to tear that list apart and just put it away, tear it up. Because a, re a reinforcer by definition in ABA is something that increases behavior, that motivates. And that does not necessarily mean that it's going to be something that you find reinforcing. So reinforcers can be things that are not wouldn't even come to our minds, right? Um, like I used to have a child whose major reinforcer was he loved having water splashed on his face. That was like a thing he would giggle and laugh, and that was like something he waited for. Whereas, generally speaking, spraying water on someone's face is pretty aversive. Yeah. So for him, though, it was like the thing that wow. he wanted. So yeah. you have to realize that everybody has different reinforcers. And I, as a parent, I totally agree with you that we don't want to over sugar our kids. So you do want to have some snacks that are healthier for sure. Um, fortunately, nowadays, there's like everything possible. There's sugar-free, gluten-free, you know, everything yeah. that's possible. You can have anything that you want. But remember that it has to be reinforcing for the individual. So you might think, hey, I don't want to spend that much time on the computer. Right. And why don't I do TV? But the child has absolutely no interest in TV. So what I really recommend and one of the things we used to have, I think we may have at some point put it on Autism Live, we can do it again um, on, on one of our websites, was we have this huge list. It was like five or six page long list of possible reinforcers. And you could choose from those yeah. based on what your child desired, right? So, and there were things that might not come to mind. For example, swinging would be a reinforcer or, you know, putting on uh, music could be a reinforcer or, uh, I, I don't know, texture type stuff, you know, like um, using a um, one of those massage thumping things. Yeah. You know, that could be a reinforcer. So I, th I think we need to get that list back up. And then what yeah. you do, obviously, is you, if you start let me just put it this way. If you start getting into teaching a child to use a different reinforcer, it's not a reinforcer. Reinforcers are not taught. They are natural things that are um, enjoyable for the individual. Now, that being said, as I said that, I realized there are certain things that our kids don't have experience with and therefore don't know that they're reinforcing. And once they are, once they do experience it, for instance, yeah. a child might be scared of one of those massage tools, and as soon as they feel it, they might be like, oh, I really like this, right? Or certain foods, they might be, have an aversion to certain foods, but once they try them, they'll be like, oh, this is great. So you do have to try things, but honestly, if your child doesn't find that thing enjoyable, then move on. Yeah. find something else in the universe that they do like. Yeah, I miss when we used to have the big old school toy stores where you could take your child oh, yeah. and you could put them in the cart and what I would do is just start throwing toys into the cart and I would see what he would play with, which is a way that you see what they sort of like. 
now they still have the, the small Astra um, stores that are the mom and pop stores. And they're great because they will allow you to come in and play with everything. I would tell right, you to find an right. Astra store near you. It's different. You can't just throw. It's like it used to be private. You could just throw it in the cart and walk around and yeah. nobody would bother you. Now they're going to be right there going, hey, try this. Yeah. But that's its own uh, form of wonderful. So, so try that. Um, but uh, go ahead. I just want to say you just did an incredible toy drive, which is one of the most like the value of all this work that you put in Shannon aside from I know you part of it is the joy of giving toys to kids which is, is incredible but you put so much time into this Too and much. I have to say part of the value is just the manual that comes out of yes. it and being able to look at that I looked at that the other day and I was like I it's unbelievable like there's so many good toys mm -hmm. and you've listed them described them suggested the type and age of child that might benefit from this things you can do with them i mean that's an incre that's that's like looking at the sears catalog of toys you know <laughs> it i love is. it it is so that I that's great very helpful as well and you can find the toy guide by going to autismnetwork.com and click on where it says toy guide if you hold that It'll take you directly to where it age norms things. I always say start with the age of the child or the or the adult, the age that they are. Uh, look at what's available there because we tried to put a wide range of things there. But then go look at everything else because there yeah. are certain toys that, and we're gonna, in fact, we're going to show you in just a second one of the toys, one of my favorite toys this year and last year, the Shishibo. And it's like, which age category do we <laughs> put it in? Because it could fit in so many of the different categories. But it's this kind of a thing. I so I just was at our sensitive Santa this week, and it's so funny because it's one of those toys that people look at and they and it's small. Yeah. So people go, "What's that? I'm not yeah. sure that I want that." Yeah. And then I would crack it open, and everyone it was like it would stop traffic, and everyone, <laughs> "Can I play with it? Is it my turn? Yeah. I want to." Like it's so cool, and you wouldn't know that it was a reinforcer yeah. until you play with it. Yeah. So uh, let's take a look at, we want you guys to see what the Shishibo is from Fun and Motion Toys. Look at this. brain teaser puzzle on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And guys, they're a magnetic shape-shifting puzzle. Mm. You can create 70 different shapes with these. And they're part brain teaser, part puzzle, part fidget toy. I think one of the advantages of the Shishibo is that it combines the characteristics of some of the most successful toys. It has stackability and combinability of Lego. It has the magnetic properties of magnetiles. And at the same time, the transforming problem-solving aspect of a Rubik's Cube. This thing, I just yeah, love and, uh, it. You left one at my house last year, <laughs> and it's still on the kitchen counter because everyone who walks in like picks that thing up and starts yeah. to play with it. It's like, remember when the Rubik's Cube came out and how it was a craze, like everybody was doing it? This yeah. is one of those toys. It's well, they've got other toys too, so check them out. Fun and Motion Toys. What I especially love is that they gave us a special discount Yeah. Uh, just for our viewers. So if you go to their website, funinmotiontoys.com, 
and pick out whatever toys you want. And they have other amazing things. I'm, I'm waiting. I ordered my husband something. Um, it's called a Wandini. If you know my husband, it's the right toy. Uh, <laughs> my husband is 65 and I'm ordering toys for him. I love but if you, if you go on the website um, and when you go to order, when you go to your cart, like on any website, there's a discount code place. I always want to be hooked up. Yes. Well, let's hook you up. So if you put in live, L-I-V-E-5, you get 5% off of oh, your nice. total purchase, yeah, that's which awesome. is really wonderful. So, um, oh, Dark Angel, I'm so excited because I couldn't remember what the second question was, and I thought it was something else, but it's about pronunciation. Mm -hmm. She had written in and said that her son's pronunciation, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dark Angel, that the pronunciation has actually gotten worse recently. Right. Um, that it was it was better, but it, but now it's gotten worse. And that part of the problem is is that he is requesting something, but people can't discern what, what it, it is. is that he's saying. And right. then instead of being a reinforcer for speaking, it's, it's frustration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can and, understand that. Um, and, and she also wants to know, I wonder if teaching matching is too early for a four-year-old. Right. So let's get that one first, because teaching matching, you can start at like age two. So you could, you could be teaching matching immediately, and that's not a problem at all. And it, 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 but remember, there's lo lots of different matching exercises, which might, so you're not going to start with the most complicated, right? So matching identical one object to another object, three-dimensional. So an identical cup to a cup is the easiest. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, a two-dimensional, so a picture of something to its own picture is next step. And then it's a three-dimensional to a two-dimensional, so a cup to a picture of a cup, or cups that are dis not identical but similar. So there's lots of different matching exercises, and you have to kind of build up to it, right? So the most complicated, obviously, being you know matching picture to objects that are not identical. So that's, um, but you can start very early. In regards to pronunciation, I wonder if something has happened recently um, to make pronunciation worse for your child. And lots of different things could have happened. For instance, he could be uh, he, uh, rewarded for different types of pronunciation. So in school, let's say some, he says something and he's rewarded for it, or in different environments, then our kids kind of get lazy with their pronunciation because, remember, it's harder for them. And most of the time, our kids have some form of apraxia, so their tongue moving is uh, difficult. They're not able to move it as rapidly as we do in different positions and so on. And that's just the muscle tone thing. But um, the way to, to fix this, and I think this is very, very important because uh, you want to fix it before too much time goes on. Not only because it's frustrating for him because nobody can understand what he's asking for, but also because y with language you build, so if there's incorrect pronunciation at, at one level, it's always going to be there. Um, I my kids still to this they make fun of me because you know my original I learned English in England in the UK, and so my I had a very British accent. Then I went to an American school, and it kind of became some weird mixture. But there are certain things I still don't pronounce correctly, like year. Like, I cannot say the word year. I don't know how to say it correctly. And, um, and my kids are like, you know, it's, there's key words that I learned wrong and no one ever, or I learned the British way and uh -huh. it never got fixed. 
So it is important to fix those things early on. Now, with the reward thing, so I'm fixing them a lot of times with the pronunciation is modeling, but with the reward thing that Shannon mentioned, it's super important that you uh, have pictures associated with the things that he says, so that if he's asking for something, give him a picture array and figure out which one it is he's trying to ask for by having him visually give you the picture of the item. Um, so then now you know, okay, when he says blah, this is what he's referring to, and now start to fix that, right? So you want juice, so we have to say juice the whole thing, right? So then start to really focus on fixing one item at a time, but make sure that you're, you're connecting it to a visual. Um, and then, of course, this is something that you should be discussing with your speech therapist. The way that I like to do this, nobody else does this, I don't know why, but I've been doing this for a really long time, is that I will go through with my child, every, I'll, I'll take every letter of the alphabet and I will put it in a word at the beginning, at the middle, and at the end. So for instance, if I'm looking at the letter B and I wanna make sure my child can, or N, N is one of those, N is one of those letters that a lot of kids have a hard time with. So I will write three words and I'll be like, nest, okay, he got that. Panic, okay, he got that. Can, oh, he's not pronouncing N at uh, the end. Yes. And then I'll circle all the things that are missing. Because a lot of times you'll find, oh, the letter L is fine at, in the middle, but it's missing in the beginning of words. Mm -hmm. The letter N is fine in the beginning and middle, but it's missing at the end. And once you write those down, then you can take write out words of a similar type. That's brilliant. And then you just practice that. Yeah. And that helps you with pronunciation tremendously. Uh, kids who are hyperlexic or are familiar with letters, use the visual, show them the letter. Um, those are types of things that help. And then, of course, if you're still not successful, uh, there are a lot of tongue exercises that a good speech therapist can give you that will allow you to really get language going. By the way, um, <coughs> speech paths who are trained in the prompt technique are fantastic at this type of thing. And you know, the first part of prompt training is actually is done online. So you as a parent, if you want to learn more about prompt training, you go on the prompt website and they'll tell you more about how, how to get some of those sounds to come out. And I want to be clear, I am not a speech and language pathologist, nor was I ever, but I used to be someone that was a college professor that taught theater and one of the classes that I would always teach was voice and diction. Yes. So I know a yes. great deal about where the sounds are made and, and, and things of that nature. And one of the things I loved was when I, the first time I looked at the skills program is that there is a whole oral motor yeah. section. Yeah. Because this, I, like, I couldn't figure out with my son who whose diction was, here I was, somebody who had been teaching diction and teaching eradication of things like a lisp and things yes, like that. Yes. And here was my kid who, like it wasn't working because he didn't have enough muscle tone to even do the tongue twisters that right. I knew to do with him. And I love that there are a whole bunch of lessons in oral motor and uh, that are available in skills, but there's stuff on Pinterest as well because 
normally our kids if they were typically developing as they would have been chewing and they would have chewed on crunchy food and things like that they build the muscles in their face but our right. kids were food selective right so right. they didn't build those muscles and now they're behind on that too so don't forget right. about and you can work on these things doing all kinds of things you can oh, work yeah. by blowing in a kazoo helps to build the muscles right i love the minute Party to win it favors oh yeah Those are great because it shows the thing coming out if right? you have enough air air is a big deal you're so right shannon like being able to blow yeah is a very very part big part of speech production yes and i and i even love if you look right now everybody's doing these TikTok videos where they're doing kind of minute to win it things with their family for yes, christmas yes well i love the one that we used to do where you put a cookie on your forehead and you have yeah. to lean back and make your face do all these things to make the cookie come in your mouth right right, right. and the cookie falls off and we all laugh but you're doing oral motor yeah, exercises right. that tone it up that's right. so that they actually can make this that's right i love that or even just like get in front of a mirror with your child and like one of the exercises we have is obviously touching the outside of your oh yeah with your tongue like yeah. how far can you touch your nose or which is to great left, to do at right, a stoplight so with your kids. I yeah. mean, we say every moment educational. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I have a niece who has uh, cerebral palsy, and we were constantly trying to come up with different things. Activities, to, you know, yep. So what we would do is we'd just be walking. We'd go, okay, now let's walk like a duck. Right. And we'd right. all practice walking like a duck. And she thought it was hilarious, had yeah. no idea that we were doing OT. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to make it all yeah. right. Now we're going to do serious. You'd be yeah. silly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, put, put you know, whatever the breakfast thing, yogurt or whatever, or, and go, okay, and now let's, let's all let's see who can lick it off first. That's a great one. Right? I and have that. games. It's it, it, like it doesn't have have to be hard you guys uh, we forget we forget is it okay to do a simple picture schedule or more specific the better for my nonverbal six-year-old and they say I have a hard time sticking to it I, I get overwhelmed with my own attention deficit mm -hmm. disorder and sometimes I skip things any suggestions no, you can do it as simple as it works, right? As long as it works, it doesn't have to be anything complicated at all. In fact, I suggest that you just get a Polaroid camera and just take a bunch of pictures of your child in the order of that they're doing a particular thing or the day, in the order of the day. That's it. Just put them on the wall under each other yeah. so your child can point to them. Kids who are hyperlexic, we don't even, or, or, or who we've taught to read, we don't even do pictures anymore. We just write the yeah. activity. It doesn't really matter. I mean, sometimes for kids, stick figures work. Yeah. So whatever, whatever works for your child. And if it's reinforcing enough, they'll remind you. Absolutely. Right? They'll Absolutely. go, wait, you know, it's time for me to get my treat that I get to do this. That's right. Um, that's right. So then you don't have to worry about it. They will start running the, uh, the program. I'm so glad you said that because sometimes <clears throat> what we forget, like what I like to do with my picture schedules is I will put the reinforcer picture in as well. So it's like we're doing this, this, and this, and then you get this reinforcer. We're doing this and this, and then you get... So that way the child has a sense of control over it and they see that there's a reward coming, which is really important. Wonderful. Oh, Susie wants to know how do you teach a kid to blow their nose? Oh, yeah, that That's one's a good one. Yeah. So, you know, with um, you start, Susie, with just having a tissue in front of them and going so that the air coming out will move the tissue or a feather, for instance, and that's where the concept 
comes about. And then it's just a lot more practice of doing that and so that they learn that you can, you know, actually make air come out of your nose. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it takes a while. Um, we have a question coming in from Korea. They say, my son wouldn't get out of a car when the car pulled out of the parking lot at the building of the PE center. Now he's getting bigger um, uh, and bigger since he has taken Risperidone. Uh, we don't have many choices to choose various medicines. So I, I'm not 100% sure. My son wouldn't get out of a car when the car pulled out parking lot at the building of the group PE center. It sounds like he wouldn't get out to go in and have the therapy. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to yeah, me. Yeah, it does sound like that. And well, that sounds like communication. <laughs> well, it could be a number of things, right? Uh, it could be that he's not enjoying what's going on at the center there, so he's avoiding it. It's the function yeah. is avoidance, right? He's clearly yeah. avoiding going to the center. Um, and this is one of those questions that kind of breaks my heart because a lot of times uh, it becomes harder to manage and to teach something when our kids get older, yeah. right, as they're bigger. Yeah. And it's just very, very hard. It's harder to manage a 10-year-old than it is a 2-year-old. And so I really suggest that you try to just get help because if there are two of you, um, then it, or, or if you ha can hire a, a large male type therapist who you can have trained by looking at online stuff, then that person, it's not as hard for them to help manage your child. But the idea is anything that you want to increase, you have to do in small steps and reward it. So if you are able to get your child to go, like let's say you drive up to the PE center and your child is willing to just open the door, reward that and go back and go home. Then the next day they open the door and the reward has to be very motivating, right? It's gotta be something that they don't receive the rest of the day or the rest of the whatever week, but something powerful. And then the next day you're going back and now they open the door and maybe put their feet out and then you reward that. And then after the third trip is they open the door, put their feet out and actually stand up. And you do this in a way where it becomes a positive experience and your child realizes that they're going to only get that big reward at that site. And now you're gradually increasing what is required to get that reward and then it works. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind that, you know, you want to find out what it is that, that that's happening there that's so aversive for the child. Yeah. It has to be so. more rewarding and less aversive. Um, they've written in and said either Abilify or Risperidone. He can use Mandoprin and a few interverbal operants. Every day I can't handle his certain stubborn behaviors and they want to know how do I teach a visual schedule or the benefits of exercise. Yeah. So I don't, you know, we call, it's not, <laughs> it's not being stubborn, it's just demanding what you want uh, in a certain way. Yeah. So it's kind of like with, uh, with typically developing kids, they also, um, everyone, not just kids, but everyone is, is stubborn, let's say, about the things they want and don't want. They, th we compromise yeah. because there's a different reinforcer available. So let's say for all kids, they don't want to go to school. Nobody wants to go. Why right. would you want to go to school, right? right? It's so much more fun to stay at home, sleep in, play, 
watch TV, whatever. Yeah. But we go to school because there are primarily two reinforcers involved with going to school. One is friends for yeah. typically developing kids. And our, our kids on the spectrum don't benefit from that because they don't develop friendships and they don't have that social desire of a friendship. And the second reinforcer for most kids is the parent being happy with them. Yeah. And again, our kids don't experience that too much because they don't, they're not aware of it, right? So there are a lot of reinforcers in the environment that are not meaningful to our kids, right? And on top of that, the school environment is probably more noisy and annoying for our kids. So yeah. it's kind of like not just not reinforcing, but a, a, aversive as well. So it's you. what you have to do is you have to cut down your child's activities into very small chunks, like, you know, getting ready. Okay, that is one area where he is stubborn. What am I going to do to make the activity easier and the reinforcer greater? And the two things that you do is, well, first of all, you have to find powerful reinforcers, and you have to chop the activity into small steps. And, and that's the answer, you guys. It is, we, you always, when something is hard, when you think the child's being stubborn, make it easier and increase the reinforcer. That's what makes it fair. That's, that's what that makes it fair. That you always say. At make that it fair. point, that's yeah. what makes it fair. And then you can gradually make it more complicated, and you can also gradually reduce the powerful reinforcer to make it more like the real world. But in the beginning, it's got to be a very small, easy step with a very powerful reinforcer. There we go. We're out of time, unfortunately. Um, but um, yes, I, I, uh, I see that additional question. But I want to thank you guys all for being here with us through this very crazy, bumpy year. Uh, but wait until wow. you see some of the things that we have planned for 2023. We're going to have a really good time and give you guys more information and be here with you because you know what I always say, si se puede, we hold hands. I, I, I don't know whether I want to give this to you now or not, but oh. I'm going to give it to you and you decide whether you want to open that it so now or go. You. Thank um, you, Shannon. But, you know, it's very of hard. Of course, I have as to you open can, it. As, so as you can imagine, it's very hard to find a gift for Dr. Grampiche because <laughs> what do you get? Thank you. The woman who's given you everything and who's a behaviorist. Thank so, you very much. Okay, I uh, can't wait. And our viewers have to see what this yes. is. And I also want to say before I open this that, um, you know, I, I do one free evaluation per month and I've not scheduled, I think we might have scheduled a couple for 2023. So if you're interested, I'm happy to do an eval for you on Zoom. Uh, no charge to you and just you first know, um, come, first send serve. us an email. Write yeah. to me, Shannon at autism-live.com. I cannot wait to see what you this is. You can't see what it is yet? Fluent pet. <laughs> Let's see. What this We've is. talked about this before. Have we? Yes. Uh, and you were not 100% sure, but then you were like sort of like maybe. What is so it? So this is, this is where you, it's the buttons that you can teach your dog. This is basic vocabulary that you can teach your dog how to talk. Oh, and I researched. Everybody said this is the, this is the God. one because she has three dogs. One in particular, the one I think that you don't think, but I think that dog wants to talk to you. Which one? Harper. Harper. I yeah. think that Harper has things yeah. that Harper would like to say to you. Oh my gosh! Um, well, so I cannot wait. I cannot. I can't wait because I can't wait to hear what. Uh, Thank you. But it might be so Blaze. I don't what know. What an amazing! I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't even. I can't wait to hear the stories you tell about this. Because you, you know, like, you get a behaviorist. Because my dogs? little dog already talks to me like
Like yeah. whenever she wants something, she will literally come up and tap yeah. you. Yeah. So this is amazing. Thank you so much. What a thoughtful And, may, and maybe Frankie, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it's the basic vocabulary Thank so you. that you can get started. <laughs> I love <laughs> this. Kind of crazy. All right, you guys. Uh, we are back tomorrow for one more live show, and then we've pre-taped our Thursday Let's Talk movies, which I think you'll find very fun. Um, there's one point that's just really hilarious, off the chain hilarious, we, but we already pre-taped it. But we're back live tomorrow, and we will have a very special guest tomorrow. I can't say who, so you'll want to tune in uh, to, to be with us then. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you, too. Bye-bye for now. Bye, everyone. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.